So, <clears throat> what is sentimentality? Uh, an attachment to something in the past. Okay, attachment to something in the past. Or a person. Attachment to the past. Do you have an example? Uh, yes. Um, well, the example I can give is uh, I hang on to things of my mother's, right, because they have a sentimental value. I mean, okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So using it as a way of connecting to another person, to the family, to your mother. Okay. What's another example of sentimentality? I was thinking. Uh, I Go ahead. Sorry, Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say I've always thought of um, of sentimentality as being um, like to over over um, connection to something like too much um, or like thinking something sort of. It's that attachment idea again, like the preciousness of something or um, hmm. feeling a, a strong connection to something, but in an emotional way. Um, like nostalgia is definitely an example of it. But, um, Good. I think also you can get maybe like romance can be sentimental as well. There's a very good example where mm -hmm. you, you're feeling, you get caught up in their feelings and, um, and your emotions and you think, think that's very important at the time <laughs> and sometimes it mm. is but mm. so it's kind of like like an overabundance of of a romantic feeling or a ro well, that, that's like one example for me like uh-huh i mean can also be you know the girl's at school thinking that unicorns and fairies are fantastic. <laughs> Another example, you know, oh, they're so cute. To me, that's sentimentality as well. Like um, that kind of, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's a tricky one to define, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, to me, it's it, it seems like a shadow, a very... Uh, colorless uh, um, reflection of, of what love mm. can be, but it's a poor reflection of mm. it. Yeah, like Valentine's Day cards to me are sentimental. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
And that would be a good, good, good example of um, that is of like a shadow of love, you know. Yeah, it's putting a price on it. <laughs> I think um, mm. uh, that it's that um, there's a sense of possessiveness or or, or nafs like identity involved in sentimentality as well. I think like so people people who are a bit too sentimental. I think they identify with their emotions a lot and their feelings and they would say, you know, I'm, I'm a feeling sort of person or I'm an, I'm an emotional person. I'm a, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a good person. I'm a loving person. Those sort of I statements. Mm. I think go with it a bit. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm not one of those cold people. I'm a warm, fuzzy person. <laughs> So it's I, yeah, I like that identifying with a specific emotion, mm. or with with emotionality but, in general. Mm. Um, um, emotionality, identifying with a feeling. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. What if I identify as a curmudgeon? Is that cement sentimental too? I don't like people. I want to sit by myself. I don't like to go out. People are bad. No, I'd say it's 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 identifying with the idea of being emotional. And uh, it seems this also a bit of maybe a like a sort of um, a, a think think positive kind of aspect to it as well. Like um, uh, wanting to ignore anything negative, or um, minimize negativity. I don't know if that's true for everybody, okay. but that comes um, up for me a bit. It's like, how about shallow and in uh, inconclusive? In the sense of, here's here's what what I'm thinking. I was with my sheikh and uh, a murid, uh, and we were walking in kind of a park area, and and this murid was looking up and says, oh, look at the beautiful trees and the sunlight and the birds, and it's all beautiful. And my sheikh says, looks down and sees a carcass of a dead deer and says, yeah, what about that? <laughs> And it's kind of like, well, that kind of rounds it out, doesn't it? Mm. That that it has to be inclusive mm. for for it to be real, mm. and that sentimentality to me is kind of a, the shallow shallow part of the pool. There's yeah, not, there's not a lot of depth. Similar to how when people say, "Oh, you're." You know, you're gonna have a baby. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's wonderful!" And you're like, "Well, <laughs> half of it's wonderful." <laughs> could be, half, could be. A lot of hard work and tears and sweat and uh, anger and yeah. Um, you know, the, the idea that children are are just these wonderful, delightful things, and if they're not, there's something wrong with them. But um, but really, children are humans, you know, and they've got a bit of both bit of everything yeah okay uh yasmin says 
definition of sentimentality of or prompted by feelings of tenderness, sadness, or nostalgia? Hmm. What do you think, Yasmin? Is that right? Yep, I do. Uh, because I, I, I think it's like when you listen to music, for instance, and you transport yourself mm. to that time and place. I don't, I mean, it's, it's so, it is a memory, an attachment, but I don't feel that, you know, things like, you know, what um, kids are saying, or, I mean, I, I actually don't agree that it's a present thing. I think it is something that's transporting um, into a time space and it is a feeling and it can, it, so music, for example, can bring out a feeling of sadness, of mm -hmm. happiness, a feeling of, um, you know, you think of a person, um, you know, so yeah so that's that's what i feel anyway but i could be totally wrong i yeah just something's come up for me with that statement because i agree with you yasmin and i have the, the same response but what what that brings me to is um you know how shake you've said you know some of the you know the famous musicians in the past you know with mozart and you know beethoven etc and how their music lives with us so is that, can that be seen as the same thing? Like, for instance, if you're listening to some music and then you're thinking about someone who's passed and you may think, and you become emotional and you may think, oh, geez, you know, maybe I'm not being sentimental or is it, uh, or, you know, should I be observing, not should, or, or is it something deeper than that? Am I just, can I observe the love um, that's connected to that. Um, is that similar to what how you've talked about with some of the famous composers? Who... Um, I, let me go back just a little bit. I, I very often when somebody dies or we know that there's a death somewhere, mm -hmm. it reminds us of our own mortality, mm -hmm. and we get very upset about that. So there's a sentimentality there, you know, rather than being. Uh, hard edge and go, ah, nah, never going to die or it's going to happen. And I, I don't care. We, we, it, it brings that right back in our face that, and that's just different than thinking about the person. So there's a couple yeah. things going on psychologically. We're, we're reminded of our own, you know, upcoming jump into the grave. Uh, but then there's the person. And if you think about the person, what kind of relationship did I have with that person? So to me, the, the, the sentimentality is actually a, a, a reminder that we don't want. And now you could take that sentimentally. I don't know. But that needs to be separated from the actual thing itself or person or relationship that you have with that person. Now, as regards the other things that you're speaking of, whether it's music or art or something, this is something to me completely different because this person uh, 
has gone into a place that we fear to go and brought something back alive that shares something deep about our humanity and also about our connection to each other and to other forms and energies. And it could be music or art or a story or something, movie even, that, that takes us into places that are deep and, and uh, can change us. This is kind of going all the way back to the original Greek plays, you know, of dealing with uh, the forces of the psyche mm -hmm. and where we get the word psyche. You know, they, at that time, they, what are these forces that we feel? And they, I, they identified them with certain characters and char you know, kinds of things. So to me, the, the sentimental is to me that the, like I was saying, is the shallow end of the pool. And these other things that we're talking about, uh, true love, true truth of any form is the deep end where it's deep and profound and has the ability to change us. Sentimentality to me is, um, uh, connection to what Yasmin was saying, something maybe from the past or to a fantasy of the past or, or future mm. or even the present. Um, to me, it's a bit of, it's not real and it's not fully formed and it's not inclusive of the light and dark sides of things. But that's what I think, you know. What do you think? I think uh, I agree with Yasmin that sometimes it can be um, an overabundance of negative emotion as well. So you can talk about people getting, you know, lost in sentimental um, you know, regrets and, you know, to me, about being stuck in the past like but also just in melancholy like the 19th century um poets used to love getting lost in melancholy sort of a richness of feeling that they would find there but then there was two strong feelings as 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 being true like if something feels strongly it's it's therefore true which isn't necessarily the case. So I think the confusion maybe with the, with the word sentimentality tends to have a bit of a, like a negative connotation that I think it's when people get attached to intense feelings as a thing in and of itself. And they, uh, they want to, they want to feel feelings strongly. They want to, they want to get lost in feelings or stay in the one feeling or, they're just um, they're driven by by emotions, and um, there's more to a human being. Emotions are important, but there's and feelings are important, but there's more to a human being than that. I suppose is the thing. I I think it's part of our evolution as as just as an individual, and maybe even as a species that 
we have to go through that to experience feelings and and then from feelings taking that into emotions which are uh kind of um amped up setting of feelings so if i'm feeling uh depression and then i amp it up in feeling you know total ennui and existential angst and everything i've taken that feeling and set it up into an emotion now what i'm learning is where does this take me how can i use this is this useful if if you look at it in those terms then it's part of our education but if you get stuck in it then you're stuck in sentimentality uh, of some sort. And it, it, to me, most of the things that we feel and experience can be used positively to learn about life and about each other and about ourselves. For example, the idea of shame and guilt and uh, remorse, things like that. Those, have, those are tools for us to grow. But if we become attached to any of them, they become, in our terminology, they become nefs. We become attached to them and we identify with them. In that yeah. case, we've become involved in some forms of it, in sentimentality, some in victimhood, some in guilt, some in, you know, so that it becomes about you again, doesn't it? That's like, right. If it's about if it's about me and how I'm feeling, then it's nuts, right? If it's about the fact, oh, there's some data. I'm feeling there's a feeling happening at the moment. There it is, and there it goes. That's just life. That's experiencing what it is to be alive. But if you're like. I am someone who is depressed and I'm always depressed and that's who I am. Um, then that becomes nafs of an attachment and an identity problem. Until you can let it go. Until you let it go. Yeah. And I think, I think you see this with children as they grow up, they try on different ideas and feelings, even that's the idea idea of identity. I don't want that. I say no. This is a way that they can explore identity. And then the whole idea of becoming a person means that you, you are putting on these clothes of identity and personhood that you have to do if you're going to live in this world until you're ready to go. These don't fit anymore. I need new. I need a new robe. I need new clothes. So I see it as educational, but it's important to to yeah. know when something is being sentimental. When you're being sentimental, and you go, "Yeah, I have, I have that." But I was thinking also, uh, is it sentimental to watch the uh, the kitty videos? You know, the kid kitties with the big eyes or the dogs or the or the rabbits bouncing around is that sentimental i think so because it's the same idea right so that's that, that sweet sort of um overly emotional thing like it's all about the 
You mean you talking about cutesiness? I believe yeah. that that yes. Like cute, cutesy stuff. I th I think I think it's got its place, but it's like yeah, it's it's um. There's definitely an emotional con component to it, isn't there? Or a feeling component. Okay, so it's, we're talking uh, about satanic cuteness? Affect. You know, it's affecting you in a way that's not just information. It's affecting your feelings and pulling on your emotions. Yes. Which, is, I mean, there's nothing wrong with cute. There's nothing wrong with cute. I mean, there's some really good kids shows that use that to pull kids in and then they teach them useful things through those stories. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just thinking of Bluey. Bluey is a really good show, um, which is, it's, it's kind of cutesy, but it's not, it's not um, saccharine in that way where it turns you off because it's, it's not cheesy. I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> I was just going to ask, you know, okay. We just went What's from the difference sentimental between cute, to... cute and cheesy, you know, or sentimental and, yeah, cute. I don't know. Now, <laughs> in regards to sentimental, uh, many, many good forms of art are all about manipulating those feelings. Because you would not watch it if you weren't man being manipulated. It would not be interesting. It's taking feelings and creating a story that allows you to go into it and sometimes creating sentimentality, but also sometimes creating really profound changes of, of emotions. That's not a question. That's more like uh, an observation. What, but what do you think about that? Are you happy being manipulated? I think, I think to me, it's, it's, it's about perspective. Um, so, yeah, as you say, sometimes whether it's a story or a piece of art or if you get drawn into that, then that can take you to many different places within yourself. Um, and then you can, it can lead anywhere. But if you can step back, and what I'm thinking is that, um, you know, Allah's names, if you can step back from it um, and sort of see Allah's names coming through that, then it's sort of like you've got distance from it and you're not as, you're not as pulled in. Is that, mate? You can, have, you can have more of observation without being taken. Mm. Okay. So if you can have... A uh, an angle on it through understanding Allah's names and what maybe what they're trying to do and that you have a, an objectivity to it, I think you might have a better way of receiving the information with a little bit of a filter. Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah. But then I, I also think about uh, when I do that, it's like uh, Warner Brothers cartoons that are all about nefs. They are all nefs all the time. <laughs> you know, whether it's Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner or Daffy Duck and, and, and Bugs Bunny, they are aspects of nefs, pure nefs played out to the extreme. And this is what comedians do as well, is take these ideas and take them to the very furthest thing to look at them and go, okay, so... What happens when we push it all the way? What do we get? Mm. It's a, it, it's, 
it's an interesting way to look at being a human being and looking at all these different parameters that define us. Uh, in regards to the, the thing about the arts, um, the different, uh, what do you call them? When they go through like expressionism, impressionism, um, uh, in, uh, classical, um, uh, nationalism, they go through these different periods, even in one minimalism, uh, they all are explorations of what it is to be a human being. And that I think we continue to evolve in this way. And this is a way for us to observe ourselves and, and be able to see what's the uh, mirror saying today. So sentimentality. Uh, I think it's good to recognize it when it's in play. And, uh, and, and if you feel it, then you feel it. And not to deny it, but to, ex but to see, does it have a purpose? What do I get out of this? Or what do these people get out of it? And sometimes it's a way, it, to me, it's like uh, first steps of actually feeling something. And then from there, how do I identify with this? Or can I use this as a stepping stone to getting a deeper understanding of life and the law? Mui, something you want to add? No, not really. I'm, I'm just listening right now. Okay. All right. And that... Uh, Cuteness is from Satan, and uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's interesting. Um, so we've got sentimentality is attachment to things from the past or people from the past. Uh, and I think there's I think there's different levels to it. I think. There's sentimentality, which is like I say, I to me feels very shallow. But there's the the other part of it which can go very deep, and that's not sentimentality. That's truth. And something's true when think, it, when it connects. Yeah. Do you think maybe the difference is whether your intention is to? Uh, is your in, uh, I don't know, actually. I was thinking maybe the difference is whether the intention is to feel a feeling or the intention is to learn or be or understand something deeply. You know, like if you, get, if you stop at the feeling level, maybe that's sentimentality where you just want to feel something. But then, I don't know, when something's deeper, like that sense of truth or beauty or connection that's that deeper. It's not just about feelings. It's about something else. Yeah. I think intention, I was going to talk a little bit about that before, but yes, I agree. The idea that what, what are you feeling this for or what can you use this feeling for? Uh, another idea that comes to me is uh, um, 
feeling we go for feeling sometimes just for themselves like when you get on a roller coaster or you go on a zip line or you climb a mountain or any of those kind of physical activities that are somewhat threatening to your life or seemingly threatening or or watching horror movies you know zombie apocalypses sort that there's a feeling that you get that uh, I don't know if I'd call it sentimentality, but just sometimes we, we live lives where we're so protected that we choose something to bring us alive, uh, to feel fear or horror or excitement or adrenaline. Because we're talking about the exploration of what it is to be a human being and to feel and maybe to, to think about these things in terms of how, what is the intention behind them and where does it take us and what do we learn from them? Sometimes the feeling of excitement is, is a wonderful feeling. You know, you get to the top of a mountain, you look out and you have a whole new perspective. That's exciting. That is fulfilling. And worthwhile. And there's other things where it's not that. Hmm. What do you think? Hmm. Maybe there's also a sense of natural feelings versus artificially sought hmm. feelings, you know, like to me, it's, it's, it's like, it's love. If you fall in love, uh, and you're feeling in love and it sort of has just happened. Uh, if you go out kind of trying to fall in love, that, that feels a bit more like sentimental, like kind of, I don't know, artificial, desperate, that sort of thing. Like uh, not, you're not sort of flowing, you're kind of trying to control it. Huh. Um, or not, okay. it's not coming from a lot, it's coming from your desires, like. Neff's oriented. Yeah, or if you're, yeah, yeah. Um, and the same with nostalgia, you know, like you can come across something old and have, and a feeling comes up, you know, it reminds you of something or, or an old song or something, okay, that's cool. But then if you like create a playlist that's deliberately designed to make you feel how you felt in 1987, then, <laughs> you know, that's different. I don't know, somehow that seems more sentimental or more, yeah, like you're trying to control it. You're trying to, trying to grasp at something. I don't know. Oh, I, it's a, also a form of time travel. Mm. Oh, that mm. time before we had kids and we're, before we were married and before, you know, when I was a bachelor, when I was single. Ah, <laughs> oh, those were the days. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. This is really interesting. Um, this is kind of how we look, you know, looking at your own um, experience of feelings as you go through the day and through the, through the month and through the year. And this period of time of being uh, enclosed and sheltered 
allows us to kind of do a lot of uh, time travel and emotion travel uh, going into our past and looking back and seeing what we've learned. And I think it's a, that's an important thing is to figure out, well, what have I learned and am I applying what I've learned? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say, Rukaya? I've just been listening. I'm kind of like, my only real concept of sentimentality before was like, holding on to things that connected me to people or the past and stuff. And I was like, hadn't been able to think about it in other terms. So I'm just kind of exploring those, those ideas as, as people are kind of expressing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, to me, each relationship we have or have had is unique. Mm. And there are things connected with it that can take us back to that time and place, whether yeah. it's smells or music or paintings or things that you have, necklaces or uh, any kind of fetish that might remind you of that, uh, holds energy in a certain way, emotional energy. So I think it's, it's helpful to look at these things in different perspectives and to look yeah. at them from different intentions uh, of like, I'd like to know what that was about. Because now that we have moved on from that event, maybe we can see it in a, differently and get more out of it and squeeze more juice out of it. Mm-hmm. It's always, you know, and that's our life that it's there to learn from. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Bueno. Bismillahi minashitana rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim maliki yomadeen. Iyakana budwa iyakana stayin. Ilina sarata mustakim. Sarata ladzina namta alayhim. Ayran makhdubi alayhim waladalin. Amin. So we're talking about actually getting together again and trying again. You can stop recording now. So we do have... Assalamu uh... alaikum, Marids, seekers, curious, and interested listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi Center in Sydney, where we do zikr, sobat, spiritual counseling, and healing services. We believe the message should be free, but it costs equipment, rental services, software, and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, ansarisufiorder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.